Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Hayden Gibson, along with my co-host, Jared Chastain. You're listening on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. That's the motto around here. Buy the t-shirts, 15 bucks on the website, www.wblzsports.com. $15, you can join the movement. And I've noticed that the Trump campaign has started using my join the movement slogan, so oh, man. don't appreciate that. <laughs> That's my thing. That's mine. But on the other hand, you got Donald Trump jacking your style. Yeah. Maybe I should run for president next year. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, we got a big show on the agenda for today. We're going to be recapping week five. Funny saying that. It does not feel like it's been five weeks. But it has. And then at the end of the show, we're going to be previewing Thursday night game. So, let's jump right into it with the Cardinals versus the 49ers they played last Thursday. This was a... Kind of a fun game, I guess, if you're a Cardinals fan, because they just came out and kicked tail. Handled them. Really just a a second-half effort by them. But, yeah, they they handled them very well. Uh, I'm very glad to say that I had David Johnson as my top flex player going into this week, and he proved me right. So, thank you, David, for that. May good fortune continue to come your way. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald had a really nice game. He did. I was thinking that if any Cardinal receiver would do well, it would be him. But I wasn't expecting a top five week. No, no. I mean, two touchdowns helps your case pretty well. But those other receivers underperform, but it's kind of hard to perform whenever your quarterback completes 11 passes. Yeah. It's not good. But this was the David Johnson show. 150 total yards, or not total. Yeah, I was just rushing. I think he ended with like 180 total. Yeah, I set the bar for him at 150 total on last week's episode, and he exceeded that. I saw him short. That was a pretty fair call, though. (laughs) Uh, Gabbert showed his floor. Yeah, he did, but it may be the last time we see his floor. Yeah, he had uh, 70 yards rushing and a touchdown, and that really helped out his subpar passing numbers, but... News today broke. Colin Kaepernick getting start next week. So, I guess the Gabbert project is over for now. At least on hold. Yeah. Best case scenario, it's on hold. I'm sad about it. Are you? Yeah. I kind of want to see Kaepernick. I want to see Kaepernick, too. I want to see him in this Chip Kelly offense. Yeah, no. There's a lot of questions right there. and Mm -hmm. It all seems really good in theory, but we just got to see it on the field. We got to see it in action. Yep. Carlos Hyde, 78 yards rushing and touchdown, and added six catches for those who own him in PPR. Yeah, really strong play this week. A running back one going forward, if you ask me. I mean, the question mark coming into the season was how many games are the 49ers going to be in. They weren't in this game, and he still performed very well. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, hey, it doesn't – the game's flow does not seem to affect this Chip Kelly offense. He's going to do what he does. Yeah. Jeremy Curley had a huge day, 8 for 102 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's looking like 
he's back to being the number one option in this passing game for now, which yeah. Patrick Peterson was probably shadowing Torrey Smith. I didn't really watch the 49er offense very closely. <laughs> nah. And I'm just looking for Hyde, seeing how he's looking. That's about it. But I'm sure Patrick Peterson just eliminated every bit of Torrey Smith in this game. But other than that, I don't really have much more to talk about. I mean, it was kind of an ugly game done uh, by a few players. Yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. I was a little disappointed by the lack of contribution from Garrett Selleck. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking he would do, you know, halfway decent, but he came away with one catch for four yards. He did see six targets, though. Hey, six targets. Yeah, but I mean, I think with the San Francisco offense, in terms of the pass catchers, everything pretty much needs to be thrown out the window right now with Kaepernick coming back into yeah, play. Yeah, you, the only person I'm comfortable going forward right now until I see Kaepernick in this offense, Carlos Hyde. Yep. That's all I want. Let's move on to the, the big game, the Patriots versus the Browns. Welcome back, GOAT. Brady lit up the Browns, yep. 406 yards passing, three touchdowns. Had 271 at halftime. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I thought I was looking at like a, you know, how they show on the bottom line your passing leaders. I seen 271. I figured that was somebody from Thursday night's game. I was like, oh. And then I see Brady. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they came out slinging and, I mean, this is Tom Brady at yes. his best. And I think the biggest highlight of this is that he had 14 yards rushing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see the run? I think it was like a 10-yard run. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Glorious. I, I started watching this game, and then I started. I wanted to see Brady's first possession, and then after that, I just kind of ventured away into the like Ravens and whoever they played and all those games. I don't understand why I did that, but I did. <laughs> uh, Blunt scored an early touchdown and really bailed out his owners. Yeah. I even – recommended some guy on Twitter to bench Blunt because he had he narrowed it down to three players and he could start two. And it was DeAndre Washington who I was like, oh man, ceiling, I'm a ceiling guy. So yeah, Washington and Derek McKinnon who we'll get to later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Disappointed in him. I actually told somebody to start LeGarrette Blunt on the fantasy like that in a PPR and the other option was Quincy Inunua and luckily – Blunt just like barely edged yeah. him out by like six tenths of a point, something like that. <laughs> but thank you for that, Blunt. You're making me look smarter. <laughs> Edwin had the targets, but Chris Hogan was the one with all the production mm-hmm. for, for over 100 yards. Edwin, I mean, he had a ton of targets, but it just wasn't clicking, I don't believe. Yeah, and I was uh, kind of surprised to see Hogan with these kind of numbers. I figure in Brady's first game back, I mean, I, I was just kind of expecting him to get production from the more familiar options, you mm-hmm. know, like Edelman and uh, Gronk and uh, James White even. Yeah. Which James White didn't have a bad game. No. He was solid. But Gronk and Bennett, this combo, oh, goodness. Yeah. It's like deadly. I remember in the off season when you wrote a bold prediction article, mm-hmm. and it was Gronk and Bennett being the top two tight ends. I'm not saying that's going to happen just because it's going to be hard to do that every game. Yeah. But you might be on to something. <laughs> I mean, Bennett with three touchdowns, that was crazy. Yeah, it was just crazy. That's the only way to put it. I think he had two going into the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe you're right. 
Gronk, though, I love what I've seen from Gronk. Mm-hmm. I was getting worried about him, but he looks like the same old Gronk. Yep. Just needs to get looks in the red zone, which a lot of those are at least one of them of Bennett's touchdowns that came in the red zone. He was the check down option. So it wasn't like he was the first read. Brady just went through his progressions and there's Bennett wide open, so he hit the wide open guy. So I'm not too worried about Gronk going forward. He's going to find mm-hmm. the end zone. He'll probably end up with double-digit touchdowns somewhere five weeks into the season. Yeah. Very so, realistic shot. Really love this offense, though. Edelman, keeping an eye on Edelman. Uh, he's getting the targets, but I want to see the production. Hey, uh, there was a clipboard Jesus sighting. There was. Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst. Had to get involved. Uh, Cody Kessler went down with an injury. Whitehurst filled in. And it was kind of weird, this offense. I didn't didn't like what they were doing. They got down really quick, and Duke Johnson wasn't involved at all. Yeah, it's very mind-blowing. You figure in a game like this yeah. where game flow is expected to just take over and be nothing but, you know, Duke Johnson checkdowns. I mean, I was expecting him to come away with, you know, around six catches, yeah, seven catches me even. Me too. Crowell, we kind of hit the nail on the head. Hey, you got to kind of start him just because – of what he's done in the past, but be aware that if game flow gets away from him, he's going to be phased out. Mm. Sure enough, that happened, 13 for 22 yards. That's not good. And Pryor was held in check, 5 for 48, but only seen six targets, and I'd like to really dig into that number and see how many was with Whitehurst. So I'm not thinking too many of them were with Whitehurst. No, I wouldn't expect him to be. But Barnage, another solid game, just yeah. missing the touchdown. Yeah, exactly, just missing the touchdown. He was uh, the eighth best tight end in standard scoring. If you give him a touchdown, he's third. Yeah. So, Barnage, owners, you're safe. Touchdown, come. Just got hang in there. Anything else in this game? No, I think I'm good. Let's move on to the Eagles versus the Lions. Wentz was solid, 238 yards and two touchdowns. Also threw his first pick. So he's got that off of his back. Can now sit down and feel comfortable in this offense, not, you know, trying to make everything perfect. Mm -hmm. He screwed up a well. And I think that pick kind of sealed the game for the Lions. Yeah, it was on the final job. Yeah. So it's just like a, you know, throw it up kind of play. Yeah. He's going to be fine. I really like him as a fantasy option going forward because mm. he's going to run the ball a few times. He didn't run very much this game, but he's going to get rushing yards, and he's proven to be a pretty good passer. Yeah. So, really like him. This backfield, I was very confused. I didn't think Matthews, from what I read all week, was, hey, you know, Matthews probably has as much of a chance to play as he did last week. You know, coming up into last week, or before their bye, they were like, oh, Matthew's probably going to be a no-go. And he played like one or two snaps. Mm-hmm. And then we come into this week, and they're saying the same thing. Ah, it's probably going to be very limited. But I just kind of wrote Matthews off. Yeah, I did too. I wanted nothing to do with Matthews <laughs> this week. But, hey, Sproles may have had the most snaps, but Matthews, he got the most touches. Yeah, came away with 16. and. You know, put together 75 total yards and found the end zone. Had a big fumble. Yeah. But, you know, still, considering, like you said, the expectations for Matthews, this is a great performance by him. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I was very discouraged that 
some of my favorite running backs, lesser known running backs, Wendell Smallwood and Kenyon Barner, they got yeah. one snap apiece. Yeah, them. nothing. So that, that that's mind-blowing to me. Jordan Matthews had an all-right day, four for 65, no touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> you know my thoughts about Matthews. Right, so. right. And he had a really strong first week that really blew a lot of people away, myself included. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the fence right now. I've definitely become more grounded than what I was, mm-hmm. obviously. But I, I still think in certain ways he can be a top 15 guy. And Zach Ertz let me down this mm-hmm. week. Let a lot of people down. I think he was a fairly popular option in daily play. Yeah. I was. I thought the writing was on the wall with that one. Playing Detroit, they've given up a touchdown to a tight end every single week. They broke that streak, so that one's <laughs> over. Can't say that anymore. But moving over to Detroit, Stafford was very efficient. He was. And they got up real quick in this game, so he didn't really have to pass a lot until late. Right. But three touchdowns, I don't even think he threw more than 30 times. No, he was 19 of 25. Yeah, so, I mean, not your typical Stafford day, but Mm -hmm. you'll take it. Yeah, given the matchup, because there was a lot of people writing him off going into this week. Mm -hmm. And he still finishes a top 10 play, 10th to be exact in standard scoring. And like you said, very efficient. 19 of 25, a buck 80, and the three touchdowns are very helpful. Yeah. Riddick come two of those touchdowns. He, he had did. a big day. Both in the red zone, by the way. Big day. Which there was no Ebron, so maybe that's telling. Yeah. Hey, this is the guy that we're going to really lean on whenever we don't have a guy like Ebron, the big body tight end mm-hmm. down there. Completely agree. Uh, Marvin Jones had a touchdown to bail out his owners. So. Yeah. And a short touchdown nonetheless, but. So much. Mm-hmm. And uh, Golden Tate, if you ask Jim Bob, he had a huge day. Man, whenever I read that Jim Bob Cooter came out and said that he was going to have a big game this week, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to overrank him, but I'm not going to put him outside of my top 40. Golden Tate is now going to be outside of my top 40 until further notice. <laughs> yeah, you can probably write him off for the rest of the year. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, he was dropped more than any other player this week. Yeah, he's turning into one of those guys that you don't want on your team mm-hmm. anymore. It's just one of those where, yeah, his name, Golden Tate, kind of, whenever you go to cut him, you're like, ah, oh, it's Golden Tate. Yeah, exactly. But I, I definitely think it's time to cut ties. Yeah, yeah. You just got to suck it up and do it sometimes. Yeah, anything else in this game? Um... um Signing today. Yeah, Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett coming from Baltimore. Signed with Detroit. So what what kind of impact do you think? Just initial impact? Yeah, just initially what I'm thinking is I'm going to rank him about where I was ranking Dwayne Washington after Abdullah went down, probably mm-hmm. in that range. Uh, low end, running back three, maybe a, you know mid to high yeah. based on certain weeks. Um, but they – Franklin needs someone who can run the ball, and he's a veteran. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he can come together with a solid season. Yeah. He'll be your quote unquote starter, yeah. but the guy featured back is going to be Theo going forward. Definitely. So let's go on to the Bears versus the Colts. Hoyer, my goodness. Had a day. <laughs> he's continued his hot start. That's uh, three games in a row with over 300 yards yep. passing, and he almost hit 400 with this one. Yeah, I don't know how. They're even going to question who's going to be starting when Jay Keller comes back. This should be a, a, you know, 
Brian Hoyer versus nobody. Yes, Brian Hoyer's the guy until he screws it up. Mm-hmm. So, and at this pace, I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to no, do that anytime soon. He's playing great, mm-hmm. to put it lightly. Howard eclipsed 100 yards and had 3 for 45 and a touchdown receiving. So, running back one, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, those definitely. Are, those are running back one numbers. And the same situation when Langford comes back. I don't know how you question it. Yeah. This has got to be Jordan Howard going forward. I think you're right. <laughs> I think whenever people were drafting Kenneth Dixon, they were thinking, you know, this is the guy who's going to take the job. Yeah. Well, this is Pretty much what you're yeah. – this is the best we're going to get. I don't think Kenneth Dixon's ever going to come close to this, to be quite honest. You might be right. You might be right. We'll say that for later, though. Uh, Cameron Meredith, who <laughs> I mentioned in the last podcast. Barely. You said yeah. you didn't even know his name. <laughs> I was surprised I got the name right, if I got it right. <laughs> but, hey, he was the leading receiver, 9 for 130 in a touchdown, and had 12 targets. Yeah. So, Jeffrey, 5 for 77, no touchdown. On six targets. It's looking like Hoyer is smart enough to know that the less talented cornerback is going to be lined up across the guy not named Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. So he's just exploiting that guy. Yep. That might not be a good sign for Jeffrey. No, it really doesn't. I own him in at least one league I can think of right now. And I'm kind of nervous, to be honest. Last week I was... You know, still optimistic, but yeah, seeing I mean, this. I mean, at the same time, though, he's so talented and such a mm-hmm. just a specimen out there. He can be, you know, wide receiver one any given week. So, I'm not going to trade him right now just because I'm going to get low-balled if I put him yeah. out there on the block. I, I, man, I just want to see him get it going soon. Yeah. I mean, this week, I thought this was the week that he blew up completely yeah. because Kevin White goes on the hour. Eddie Rule was a game time decision. And still so, produced. Yeah, I know. I've really thought that they would like limit him. And Alshon Jeffrey was the only name worthy wide receiver mm-hmm. on the depth chart for this game. I was like, oh, he's blowing up this week. Definitely. But nah. As you said, Eddie Rule produced 7 for 43 PPR. That's golden. Mm-hmm. And had nine targets. So, I mean. Alshon Jeffrey looks like he's third in the pecking order. And I yeah. don't, it's not anything due to his Actually, if you think about it, he may even be fourth with Zach Miller. Zach Miller, yes. He had seven receptions, eight targets, 73 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I really hope this doesn't turn into just something completely horrible, but it has every chance of turning mm-hmm. into just an absolute nightmare. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Luck on the other side of the ball. Was really good, 322 yards passing, two touchdowns. But that offensive line still is not playing well, five sacks. Five sacks. It's not good. And Gordon Ferguson, if you ask me, they were very disappointing in this game. Yeah. I was expecting much more from Frank Gore than what we got. Gore had a solid day, 70 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to be more involved in the passing game after what we seen last week. Mm-hmm. And Josh Ferguson... Expect him to catch, you know, five or six balls after what we've seen the past few weeks. Yeah, came away with only three targets. Yeah, so not sure what's going on there. Maybe this was just the week of T.Y. Because 10 for 171 in the touchdown, you might not need to throw it to anybody else. (laughs) No, not if he keeps doing this. This is just crazy. Mm -hmm. Coming off a a really great week last week and just one-upping himself. Yes, uh, Dwayne Allen had a nice game. Finally, nice found the end zone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
six, six for 50 in the touchdown. That's good. Yeah, tight end numbers. definitely. Can't ask for much more. He finished his uh, fourth rank uh, tight end in standard scoring. And, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't really know how to project him going forward just because, yeah, he has that red zone upside and touchdown mm-hmm. upside. But at the same time, Andrew Luck is getting lit up, and they're going to need all the help on the line that they can get. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Anything else in this game? No. Let's move on to the probably one of the ugliest games on the list, Titans versus the Dolphins. Tighten up. Two wins, baby. Yes. Road win. Yeah. DeMarco, he continues his dominance. Yep. 27 for 121. No touchdowns, but five catches for 16 yards. Yeah. Not many yard, yards in the receiving category, but five catches in PVR, that's huge. Yeah, definitely. Huge. Still finished as a top 12 running back, even without the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mariota had four. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, top touchdown, or uh, top quarterback and yep. uh, top overall player, I think. I think he edged David Johnson by two hundredths of a point. Nice. Yeah, I'll bring nice. it down to the decimal over here. <laughs> But one of those touchdowns was rushing, which helps him out a lot. Yeah. And 60 yards rushing as well. That, yeah. That's what we yeah. want to see as Titan fans, one, and then fantasy players, two. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, Mariota has what it takes to be a top-five quarterback any given week. Oh, yeah. And this just proves it. As mm-hmm. long as he can get it done on the ground, not turn the football over. And he wasn't sacked either. So, that's if, if he can be comfortable back there, we'll see a lot of good Marcus Mariota going forward. Mm-hmm. Delaney Walker was a great option at tight end this mm-hmm. week. If Mariota's playing well, Delaney Walker's going to play well. It's just when Mariota goes through his downs is when Walker suffers, I've noticed. But great play this week. Tannehill was awful. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to put it. No. He's terrible. And because of that, the whole offense suffered. Uh, Jarvis Landry only had three targets. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. It's crazy. Ajayi did score the long touch, offensive touchdown anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we fire the special teams coach and we still give up a punt return for a touchdown <laughs> next week. Yeah. Which, that's a good little returner. Right? Although, I'm going to do a little plug right here for all you Madden players. Jakeem Green is hands down the best return man on the game. <laughs> if you do a fantasy draft, you can get him dirt cheap. If you're in a season, he's on the practice squad. So. Signing. Yeah. Jakeem Green. <laughs> anyway, back to reality. But this whole offense was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to talk about any individual player, go right ahead. I'm going to write this one off as just a <laughs> Titans beat them down. Yeah, it's all it was. It's Tennessee dominance. <laughs> Let's move on to the Redskins. I got one thing I want to bring up, though. I, you failed to mention Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp, yeah. Where are you sitting at on Tajay Sharp? Is it cutting time? Yeah, I'm cutting. I'm afraid you're right. Man. <laughs> It, it hurts so much just because, you know, Titan fan and all. And yeah. In a league where I have a $100 budget after week one, I dropped $20 on him, and it's going nowhere. Nice. So. Which, it's it's not like he's not getting the opportunities. It's He's out there almost every snap. The majority, I think he's a snap leader for all the wide receivers. It's just this offense isn't made to go through a receiver. It's the running no. backs and – then your tight ends your number one passing option. No. But, I mean, I was at least expecting him to be a wide receiver three. Oh, yeah. But uh, this week he finished 60th Yeah. in standard scoring. So, yeah, it's cutting time for me. 
which there's a lot of people in cutting ties with now this yeah. week. It's time to give up hope like a like Juan Treadwell. Can't even get on the field and Stephon <laughs> digs out. Jeez. Should have cut him after you drafted him. He's, that makes me so mad. Anyway, Redskins versus the Ravens. Cousins, he had a so-so day. 20 or 260 yards passing. Touchdown and a pick. Yeah. Did you read the weather report for this game before it kicked off? No. I saw something on the Fantasy Life app. Somebody sent a screenshot. I think it came from uh, Rotowire, I think. And it was saying the winds were like anywhere from 25 to 45 miles an hour. And they were blowing from left to right, like across oh, the field. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that is. But it could explain Cousins, you know, just average day. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess so. Yeah. Same for Flacco as well. He didn't yeah. do much, but we'll say that. Flacco completed 30 balls and only had, what, 202 yards yeah, passing? 210, That's yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Stick to the Redskins for now. <laughs> Matt Jones met that floor that we mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> the floor that can kill your week. And Jordan Reed had a lot of volume. He had, what, eight catches? Yeah. For 53 yards. So. Pretty solid PPR day. Oh, yeah. Garcon had the lone touchdown for the Redskins. It's kind of surprising. And I, I noticed, I watched quite a bit of this game. Cousins was trying to link up with Deshaun Jackson, but it just wasn't, wasn't working out. He was overthrowing him or something was happening. So Deshaun Jackson owners, this may have been the week to start Deshaun Jackson. They tried making it the week. They were trying to get him in a, involved in a big play, but yeah. it just didn't connect. So. Don't take this as Pierre Garçon becoming the lead guy. No, he's still the number four, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, our boy Jameson Crowder, he didn't do much at all. He did. Coming off uh, back-to-back, very poor games. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Ravens, Flacco, once again, let me down. <laughs> I, re- I really liked him in this matchup, and maybe the win has a little bit to deal with it. But, phew, <laughs> I really needed him to come through this week. Terrence West ruined uh, Kenneth Dixon's debut yeah. by having a really good game. Yeah. 11 for 95. Yep. 11 for 95. That's a good day running the football in normal football. Over 200 yards in the last two weeks as well. So, yeah, this is still Terrence West time. Yep. Yep. And Kenneth Dixon did. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Steve Smith, uh, he was on his way to having a nice day, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I read the, uh, it's an ankle? Is that I it? think so. Yeah, I read it's nothing serious. So. Nothing serious. Good. Yeah, that came from him, though, I think. So, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows. Him and Norman both went out around the same time. Norman had a sh- elbow, shoulder injury, but he finished the game. Yeah. And came back in. It by the way, he was laying on the ground, not moving at all, and then he started squirming. It looked like his career may have been over. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. And I thought it was a devastating injury. I was not wanting to watch the replay once they said he could Like, he went back to the locker room and could not move his right arm at all. Wow. I was like, wow. Oh, gosh, that must have been a nasty one. And then he comes back out there and he's playing football. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway... And after Smith went out, 
I think he was going to have a very good day. But everything went to Dennis Pitta, mm-hmm. Mike Wallace, and Crockett Gilmore. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah. It was Smith's out. And we saw this with Mike Wallace in the first three weeks, I think it was, but yeah. really strong numbers. Pitta made a pretty decent debut. Mm-hmm. and you Once know. Steve Smith got his footing underneath him, it was Steve Smith's show. Yep. Now it's looking like it's going back to that. Unless Steve Smith's able to just bounce right back in and yeah. not miss a beat. With this little ankle injury. Other than that, not much going on. And this one, this was a low-scoring game, sixteen to ten, I believe, was the final. Yep. So in favor of Washington. So let's move to the Texans versus the Vikings. Lamar Miller had what I would say is the definition of a rough week. Yeah. What was it, eight for twenty or something like that? And then only like maybe a catch or two. Uh, yeah, eight for 20 and one catch for four yards. Yeah. So, people, I'm going to give you some advice. The Bilo window is now and it ends this week. Yep. He gets Andy this week. Put in your offers right now and pray that they get accepted. Hopkins owners got really lucky. Really lucky. He found the end zone salvage a his day. And I think the same that you said for Miller can be said about Hopkins as well, though. The buy low and now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like you said, he's got Andy next week, and they just have a real beautiful schedule coming forward. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hopkins regains form and becomes a definite top 10 tight end or <clears throat> wide receiver and flirts with top five from here on out. I can get down with that. Will Fuller was held to one catch for four yards. Yeah. Kind of weird. But other than that, the. Offense really did nothing. This defense is just really good. That's what you got marked up to. And especially at home, you do not want to play this defense. No. TJ Fedora was came away with four for 61, eight targets. targets. And how many targets did Ryan Griffin have? Six. Yeah. 14 targets to Texans tied in. Mm -hmm. If you can combine the players, that's a pretty attractive tight end. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is. And I didn't think Fedora was going to go. I read something about some sort of an injury. I think I said last week it was an MCL, but now I'm less and less confident about that, seeing as how he performed. I'm going to have to do more (laughs) research about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like like we're saying, Houston has a pretty nice schedule going forward. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you need a stream option or – you know, if somebody's injured, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bradford had a solid day, two, or 271 passing, two touchdowns, and found this Adam Thielen. Thielen? Yep. He had seven for 127 in a touchdown. Yeah. He was the guy that benefited the most from Diggs being out. Yep. Straight up. So. Diggs was out with a growing injury, by the way, if you didn't realize that. Left him in your lineups. <laughs> Asiata outplayed McKinnon. On so all now. fronts. Yeah. Which, you know, last week we were saying this is McKinnon. You know, don't worry about it. Asiata's that goal line back. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of interesting now. It's at least worth monitoring. Mm-hmm. They have a bye week this week, mm-hmm. so it's doubt we get much clarity. Uh, this week at all. Maybe next week we'll start seeing a little something. This was very depressing to watch as a McKinnon supporter. Yeah. I thought this was a great matchup because Houston had been getting killed by running backs. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt killed them. I think that they went on a stretch where they gave up 100 yards and a touchdown to the starting running back of each team that they played. Hmm. 
So I was like, oh, McKinnon, great week coming up. Shoot. I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Rudolph was very quiet. Very quiet. It's very surprising. He was, he had been one of Sam Bradford's main targets going, or since Bradford showed up, really. Mm-hmm. So, not sure what's going on. Maybe it was just that this was the Thielen kids' day. <laughs> Maybe. And Thielen hasn't been, you know, awful. No, he's been solid. Yeah, very solid so far. And uh, while Diggs is out, he goes without saying, he's must-own uh, daily lineups. You can get him probably dirt cheap. Probably 3000 Yeah, roughly. <laughs> now, after this week, you might see that somewhere around like 3500 But still, who cares? Anything else in that game? Nope. Let's move on to the Jets versus the Steelers. Hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick, zero interceptions. Zero interceptions. He has improved. Yes. Which, big strides. Forte's usage is killing me. I do not understand what they're doing. It's like beginning of the game, whenever the game's close, they use him. And he's been very productive. I mean, it's not like he isn't. It's not pretty to watch Forte because he's going to get two, three, and he's going to break one. And him breaking one is like a 10-yard run. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah, I think he had a 27-yard carry this game, and Mm -hmm. I think I read some of those his longest in at least over a year. Yeah. I mean, he he gets what's there. And, hey, that's what you need out of your running back that keeps the offense on time. But – once they get down and have to throw the football, he's nowhere to be seen. Mm-mm. I don't understand it. He, it isn't like he's not the leading rece- receiving back in NFL among active players since whenever he came in the league. Right. He got the most reception since 08, I believe, whenever he came in. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like he can't do it, but they just don't use him. They just like Palmore, I guess, is the pass catching right, back. Had a real strong uh, receiving game, six for 41, saw eight targets. Yeah. But I'm super worried about Matt Forte going forward. Not liking what I see. Brandon Marshall dominated the receiving stats for the Jets. Mm -hmm. He was, he had a big day. What was it? Eight Eight for 114 in touchdowns, saw 15 targets. 15 targets. So (laughs) he's looking like the guy that we thought he would be. In. Big news, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins caught some balls. That was the first receptions by Jets tight end this year. Yeah, crazy, right? So, history was made on Sunday, and we just didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Blaw Powell was very involved, like you said. Six catches. Yep. So, that's, that's encouraging for PPR owners that don't use him as a handcuff. That's me. <laughs> uh, Le'Veon. Was just being Le'Veon on Sunday. Yeah. 150 plus total yards. Nine catches. Nine catches. That's 11 crazy. targets. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and Brown, once again, bailed out his owners with a touchdown. Because his numbers were not that great. No, they weren't. Weren't number one fantasy player or fantasy. Yeah, number one overall yeah. fantasy player's numbers. And he came away with 9 for 78 and a touchdown. Saw 11 targets. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's He finished as a, you know, the 12th ranked wide receiver this week, and mm-hmm. usually you're just okay with somebody like that. Or, I mean, or somebody in that spot. But not Antonio Brown. No, you expect at worst number five or yeah. something like that. 
Yeah. You expect him to have big weeks mm. each week. But hey, with Bale back, <laughs> his usage is going to go down. It's yeah. not going to get 15, 16 targets. Yeah, Bale had uh, 29 touches total in this game. Yeah. And hey, Sammy Coates, huge day. Yep. And we'll go ahead and tell you, it could have been a lot bigger. He dropped an easy touchdown. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I was, so, I was sick to my stomach whenever it happened. Because <laughs> I picked up Coates in a few leagues, and mm-hmm. I started him in a daily. I faced him in a few dailies as well, and it wasn't pretty. I'm just glad I didn't face him in a, you know, a, a, a league matchup this week. Jesse James rewarded those that have chosen him as the streamer for last week. Called touchdown. Yes, and six for forty-three as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, coming away with sixteen PPR points, you're thrilled. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Anything else in this game that needs to be mentioned? Bell, yeah. dominant. Bell dominated, and um, D'Angelo Williams. He didn't do anything. This is no. the last two games. He hasn't done anything. It's kind of expected. Bell comes back. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that it's the wrong call. I'm just saying that. You know, seeing as what Williams did, it seems like they could find some sort of message oh, yeah. for him. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, you got two talented backs like that. Yeah, you, you got to figure something else. But, hey, they're winning, so who yep. might have questioned them? That's it from that game. Let's take a quick commercial break. Without much further ado, I give you WBLZ Sports. We got balls. Hey, do you love sports? Do you love pop culture? Do you like to talk about gossip and dirty laundry? You know, like you do with your friends when you're kicking back watching a game at the bar, at home, just hanging out. That's exactly what you get when you listen to Sports Infusion. You get the world of pop culture and sports infused together on WBLZ every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Pamela Michelle. Join me in the Sports Infusion gang as we bring you the best of both worlds. Why? We can say whatever we want on WBLZ because we've got balls. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Yeah! Hey, good shot. It's about time. Hey, it is about time. I mean, I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. You have no... Marvelous. Marvelous. You have no marvelous. Because we've got balls. WBLZ Sports.
show that's bigger, bolder, and better. The Nick Bonsanto Show. Nick Bonsanto here. Hey, join me 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, Monday through Friday here on WBLZ. You never know what the heck we're going to get into. Hey, we have daily features like here's the thing. What do you think? The police plot. Great stud and dud and picks of the day. Great guests and more. Make sure you join me, Nick Bonsanto, 3 to 5 Eastern. On WBLZ Sports, we've got balls. Hey everybody, this is Robin Vandenberg from Bump and Run and Sports and Shiz, and you're listening to WBLZ Sports, where we've got balls. Tune in with Brian Yates and Alan Zlodzinski for NHL on the Ice, the best hockey show on the web. We bring you guests each and every week for a show. Also, we bring you a national perspective of the NHL and also fantasy hockey advice. So check us out and follow us on Twitter at NHL on underscore the underscore ice and at Zla Sports. On WBLZ, we've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. I see dead people. No, that's just our balls. WPLZ Sports. Joe Cardoza here, founder and CEO of NutsAndBoltsSports.com. What's Nuts and Bolts Sports, you ask? It's a sports blog written by fans and covers every sport known to mankind. Check out NutsAndBoltsSports.com. Follow us on Twitter at NutsAndBoltsSP. Like us on Facebook and check out our podcasts, The Football Show, Buckets and Dimes, and the NBS Sports Hour. Nuts and Bolts Sports, definitely not the same old, same old. We eat, sleep, and drink sports. All the sports. This is WBLZ Sports. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. 
That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. This is the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Hayden Gibson. I'm Jerry Chastain. Do you find yourself wondering who to start in the flex or what to do about a bye week situation? Listen to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast every Wednesday at 5 and Friday at 6. Jared, what's the motto around here? Let us be your scapegoat. So be sure to tune in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Nick Piccarelli. I am the mad scientist of sports. Join me and the rest of the Inscriber Radio Network live on WBLTSports.com, where we got balls. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. jump right back into everything with the Falcons versus the Broncos. We definitely seen some regression from Matt Ryan, yeah. as expected. Yeah, definitely as expected. <laughs> but still, I mean, coming away with 267 yards against Denver at Denver, can't really be too mad about it. And nope. Most likely, he wasn't started in a lot of leagues. This Probably week. not. So, if he was stashed away on your bench and you saw that, yeah, the fantasy numbers say, you know, just like right at 15 points, which isn't, you know, great by any means. He finished as the 17th ranked quarterback in, you know, leagues where it's four points passing touchdown. But mm-hmm. whenever you look into it, the 267 yards, that's very encouraging. Yes. Yes. Freeman had a solid day, over 100 total yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so much for Coleman being limited. I was really buying into that. Well, to be fair, he did only have 10 touches to Freeman's 26. 10 touches, but played. Yeah. Equally amount of snaps that he played all year. So. Okay. Touche. So, but he had a huge day receiving yeah. four for 132 and a touchdown. Yeah. So. Average five yards a carry. Yeah. So, the, and the next guy we're about to talk about, Julio Jones, did nothing. Mm-mm. Not a thing. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I know that he was coming off of a 300 yard receiving game and you can say well defenses see that and they're going to target in on Julio Jones do everything they can to stop him make Matt Ryan and the supporting cast beat you I'm worried about Julio Jones this year overall yep why look at his usage before the 300 yard game and then the game after that 300 yard game might be an outlier hmm I don't know. I mean, this this offense is running through two running backs, and that's it. It is right now, and but you can't write off Julio Jones. I'm not writing completely off, but top three guy that he was drafted. No, was not a top three guy. That, that, that's fair to say, not a top three guy. He's got to be hands down a top ten guy, at least. We won't see that next week though, because he plays at Seattle, and that's we because he very similar numbers to what we saw this past week. Yeah, but 
I think they've got a really tough schedule going forward. Yeah, they probably do, but still, Julio Jones, you can't really write him off. I, don't think. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't knock him out of the wide receiver one category. No, maybe not, but low end is where I expect him from now on, wide receiver one. I, I ranked him at sixth going into this week, mm-hmm. and I think for next week, I have him penciled in at around 10. Okay. So, I think that's very fair. I mean, he's going to have the – he's got the potential to put up 300 yards. Yeah. We've seen that already. Yeah. But don't be surprised if this is what you get from Julio this season. I mean, it's not like he's getting the amount of targets that he was getting last year. Right. Which is – that's the reason why you wanted Julio. He was getting a ton of targets. Yeah. It's not looking like the case this year because they're really leaning on these running backs to do everything. So I'm worried about him. It's not going to lie. Uh, the Falcons' defense, they've showed up. Yeah, Vic Beasley. Yes. He was all Shut over uh, Paxton Lynch. Yep. Just a bad day for Paxton, yep. speaking of him. Yep. Both fantasy and just on the field. Yeah. Horrible. And a bad day for C.J. Anderson. He couldn't get anything going, but this I'm not. Is, this makes a lot of, or a majority of weeks, I think, of the season was C.J.'s had a bad week. Yeah. So, people are still wanting to put him in the running back one category. And I'm seeing some posts every now and then asking, you know, C.J. Anderson or, you know, I, I saw one today right before we started. C.J. Anderson or Mark Ingram rest of the year. This is hands down Mark Ingram, if you ask me. Just because CJ has a very strong threat behind him in Devontae Booker. Yeah. He's run the ball not much, but when he does run the ball, he's run it fairly well. He's got a pretty good yards per carry average, if I'm not mistaken. So if we start seeing Booker bleed into his workload more and who's to say he, you know, just couldn't take it over. Yeah, very true. Very true. Personally, I'm not gonna, you know, panic to, to the point where I'm trying to get rid of all my CJ Anderson shares. I'm going to hold on to them, see what happens. Because I think when this offense is at its best, it's going through C.J. Anderson, which we've seen in week one, which he dominated. Yeah. The receivers, they're the other two key components of this offense. and They had solid games. Yeah. Uh, DT really came through with the touchdown. Yes. He bailed out owners. He fought for it. It's like he knew – that matchups were on the line because yes. it, my matchup with Mel was very close at this point, and then he crossed the goal line. I was going crazy, like I, I started <laughs> hollering, like "Yeah!" The cat was in the room, ran out of the room, scared nice. to death. But yeah, uh, like like you said, uh, this offense is pretty much. I think it's more wide receiver based as opposed yeah. to CJ Lynch. I think this week we realized that Lynch is just not as close as we thought he was. No, and this offense needs Simeon back. Yes, which hopefully they'll get back. I hope. Anyway. Anything else from this one? Nope. Bengals versus the Cowboys. The Bengals offense was terrible until garbage time came around. Yeah. And really, the only people that benefited from garbage time was Dalton and LaFell. LaFell, yeah. I picked up. I'm in a, a league right now where it's a 16-man roster. You start 11 and you bench 5. Well, I had Charles and Spencer were on a bye. I have... Somebody else who's hired is a super flex, and I have three quarterbacks. One's a backup quarterback. So my bench space is very limited. In the last three or four weeks, I've just 
picked up a hot wide receiver and dropped her. Somebody thinks it's going to have a big matchup. I picked up Brandon LaFell and oh started. Yeah, PPR league. I was so happy to see that. I still lost, but in this league, it, in the league, it comes down to points scored. So, I mean, I'm very happy with that. Nice. Uh, but if Brandon LaFell blows up, you probably knew that AJ was quiet. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I was watching a little bit of this game. That secondary made some big plays against AJ. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like he had an easy touchdown, and Claiborne jumped out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> he looked like he may have jumped six feet in the air and popped that ball out of the air. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was impressive. So I'm very impressed with this Cowboys secondary because they've not been great. No. no. And Gio, this running back situation, Hill got injured during the game, which a lot of people write his performance off to that and how his low usage – off to that really Gio was in there a lot early and Jeremy Hill did not get a carry until the second quarter wow yeah okay so that, that's something that might be worth monitoring I'm not going to get my hopes up I don't even think it's worth monitoring something like that needs to be just put on record and yeah. you know you, you got to know that wow yeah. that's crazy I've got my hopes up with Gio before yeah so I'm not going to let him get torn down so <laughs> I'm going to kind of stay grounded on Gio, but hey, Jeremy Hill not getting a carry until the second quarter really caught my attention. I was kind of shocked. On the Dallas side of the football, Zeke is amazing. Yeah. 15 for 134 and two touchdowns. Man. I'm going to go ahead and say I would not trade him for anybody that's not named Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, those are the top three backs going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking... Running backs and wide receivers, those are the only two players I would want ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, at this point you're right. And people make me so mad on ESPN. I need to stop watching First State. (laughs) I can't believe you watch First State. I know, it's ridiculous. But the new guy, he was talking about Zeke, and he said that this is a lot like DeMarco Murray. It's a good back behind a great line. This yeah. is a great back behind yeah. a great one. This is a really great running back. Threw straight 100-yard games. Mm-hmm. Finds the end zone. Yes. If you got Ezekiel Elliott, awesome. And all those Ezekiel Elliott haters before yeah. the season. Oh, Zeke's going to be the next Jeremy Hill or yeah. C.J. Anderson. Like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, he is. He will be a uh, – at this point, he'll be a top three overall pick next year. Oh, yeah. He's living up to the hype for sure. Mm-hmm. But the passing game was not needed. No. Because <laughs> they got up on the Bengals quick. So, really can't put much into this game whenever it comes to the passing offense. Bryce Butler had a touchdown called back. Mm. Uh, Witten did not get set in his stance. Jason. So, <laughs> it was a legal motion. So, Butler was getting reds on target. That's That's... No worries. Like Beasley caught a touchdown, I believe. Yeah. So, hey, awesome. And Dak ran for a touchdown. Yep. That he did. Other than that, not much to talk about in this one. Uh, what are your thoughts about Des returning next week? They got a bye in week seven. Would you rush it? No. I personally wouldn't rush it at all, but no. do you think they'll rush it? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, but I'm also going to say I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the field next week. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but uh, I don't see him coming back. Week. Uh, don't worry about it. They're they're doing just fine without him. Yes, I know that they got a big matchup against Green Bay. Yeah, 
But hey, you you've got the formula, mm-hmm. which is Ezekiel Elliott and control the ball. That's it. That's all you need. And play whatever defense you can with what you got. Yeah. So just keep doing that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's move on to the Bills versus the Rams. You could. I don't know if you were on board with LaShawn having a big day, but i seen it from a mile away. I wasn't just because of the hand injury, and I wasn't sure if he was going to be limited. And Gillisley didn't do terrible last week. I figured mm-hmm. we'd see more of him. I figured they'd have a good day on the ground, but I just didn't think LaShawn would come away with the buck 50. I was, I had LaShawn in all my daily lineups, so I, I wish he would have found the end zone, yeah, which they tried to get one late. Yeah, I They saw just that. couldn't get in. But 18 for 150, I'll take that all day from the running back. Charles Clay's making a push to get back in the good graces of the tight end streamer committee. Yeah. Or community. <laughs> I think it was just by default at this point. <laughs> it's like, oh, who ought I have to throw to? Oh, I don't want Robert Woods. I don't want Marcus Goodwin. Justin Hunter found the end zone, but yeah. that was just a, a four-yard catch. That was the only catch he had. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Charles Clay can be a decent option going forward, I think. Just, you know, uh, it, him and Robert Woods are pretty much the only guys I think are worth owning at this point. Yeah. I don't want to own Goodwin just because, you know, it's boom or bust. if he didn't have a touchdown last week, he wouldn't have been worth even mentioning right now. Yeah. And same with Justin Hunter. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah, I agree. I agree. On the rim side of football, Todd Gurley had a decent day, over 100 total yards and a touchdown, but... What people got to realize is that's not what you wanted from Todd Gurley whenever you drafted him. No. You were expecting over 100 yards. You're expecting David Johnson numbers. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, I'm still disappointed in Todd Gurley. I'm glad I got rid of my one share of Todd Gurley. <laughs> not going to lie. I think this can be around what we're going to see from Todd Gurley going forward. Like, if he just averaged around these numbers for the rest of the year, I'd be disappointed, but at the same time, he still finishes – the 11th ranked running back this yeah. week. So, I, I, I can't kinda, take him out of mind. It's kind of like uh, Antonio Brown. Like you mentioned, you draft Antonio Brown to get this yeah. good production and he finishes 12th ranked wide receiver. Normally, you would love having a 12th ranked wide receiver, but mm-hmm. it's Antonio Brown, so you're kind of disappointed. Yeah. But given the circumstances here, seeing how Gurley's performed so far this year, I think Gurley owners can be content with this, at least. No, it's hard to swallow. <laughs> it's, it's better than what you've seen. It is. This was his best game, statistically. It might not be his best fantasy day, but right. yards per carry, this was the best game he's had so far. <laughs> it's like shoes. You know, you, you want a pair of Nikes, but you get some Walmart Velcros, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one week, somebody's like, here, man, have some Adidas for the week. <laughs> Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm a visionary. I'm an artist. I like it. Let me paint. <laughs> the Rams were trying to force feed Tavon Austin, but it only led to seven for 59 in the receiving game, but he had three carries for 26 yards. So, yeah. standard, that's what? Seven points? 8.5 is what it came down to. So, that's okay and standard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not terrible. No. It's kind of average. But can you bring Yeah, him? he was just right behind him, two spots. 75 receiving yards. That's another solid week. Yeah. He's just strung a lot of those t- together. Uh, Chargers versus the Raiders. Rivers had a huge day. 350 passing, four touchdowns. Also had two picks. Uh, Gordon was kind of disappointing, but he continued that touchdown streak. So, mm-hmm. 
If he scored in touchdowns, you've got to continue to plug him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I personally still don't want to own him. I would try to sell as high as I can right now with Melvin Gordon. You, know, the, you could probably get quite a bit out of yeah. it. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have that piece in return than him going forward, <clears throat> most likely. Because, I mean, the yards per carry isn't there. No. Um, it's just touchdowns. Yeah. And he got his on a reception. Mm-hmm. The lone reception on the lone target he saw that game. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's a tough one going forward, yeah. that's for sure. Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin had nice days, and to put it lightly, Edmund sucked. Yeah, he did. And I'm sorry for if anyone listened to me and you know picked up Edmund or used him in your daily lineups, my bad. I'm going to blame my loss in my one league that I picked up Edmund and started it on you. Then. Wow, okay. <laughs> Even though I was on board with it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be on board with it. Yeah, and he still dominated the snap count. I mean, he led the snap count wow. in receive, between the receivers, but the production is just not there. And I thought that last week was the turning point where he kind of shows that he's the number one target in this offense mm-hmm. based on snap count and production, but it just didn't happen. Not at all. Gates and Henry both found the end zone. And I'm thinking that this is going to be a situation that is going to give fantasy owners a headache if you own either one of these guys. Yeah. One's going to take away from the other because Henry was still very involved in this offense mm-hmm. and Gates was too. So this isn't the uh, New England tight end combo. <laughs> no. Not, not anywhere no, close. No. But moving to the Oakland side of the football, big day for Amari Cooper. Finally. Six for 138 and a touchdown. And DeAndre Washington, he failed to live up to the hype that I put around him. Yeah, me too. I, I, got so top, I think I had him at like 16, I think, going into the mm-hmm. last week. I, I was really feeling a huge game yeah. from Washington. Just didn't get there. But he was outplayed by Jalen Rashard. I mean, he's still a good PPR play. He caught five balls, and they're using this as a full-blown committee. Mm-hmm. you got... <clears throat> The fullback, whoever that is, old, I can't pronounce that name, Olo Wale Nulu. <laughs> wow, you nailed every bit of that. Uh, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't have it documented here. Yeah, but he he's like the between the tackles guy. These two were, they try to get him out in space, and they're very, very good running backs, both of them. So, mm. uh, Michael Crabtree, he was quiet until he caught that important touchdown. Yeah. Which gave them the lead late or in the third quarter, and then they were able to hold it. Uh, anything else in that one? I know Walford was out in this one, I believe. I don't think he played. So, mm. nothing from the tight end. Nope. Moving on to the Giants versus the Packers. This was an ugly game, to say the least. Beckham was the only receiver worth mentioning uh, positives about. Five for 56 in the touchdown, not anywhere near what I thought he would put up against this defense. But he's seen 12 targets, so they yeah. were trying to get him the football. Yes. And from what I've seen of this game, Eli Manning is just bad right now. <laughs> he looks terrible. I didn't really watch this game, so I can't give much of I really have nothing else to say about the Giants' offense. The running game was terrible. Box score, I think Bobby Rainey can be brought up. PPR at least. Yeah, he had like six catches. Six for 52. Five for 22 on the ground. Average more per carry than Dark, which blew him out of water in that category. 
But uh, I do know that Jennings made the flight, I think. So he should be close to coming yeah. back. Yeah. I think the big issue with him is he's been wearing a cast, and they don't trust him to hold on to the football or pass protect with it. So right. they're letting him heal instead of forcing him out there to play with cast. Mm-hmm. Moving to the Green Bay side, Rodgers, if you ask me, he had a poor day. Yeah. I hold him to a high standard and two touchdowns, 259 yards passing, that's fine and dandy, but two interceptions, that's something you don't see with Rodgers. And only 15 yards on the ground, if I'm not mistaken, he had like 11 of that on one carry. Yeah, so he he was disappointing, if you ask me. Lacey played well. He had 11 for 81, but left early with an ankle injury. Yeah, and I don't know how serious that is. From what I've heard, uh, McCartney... McCarthy came out and said that it's nothing serious. Okay. So we'll just have to see. And I think Lacey even was joking about it after the game. And yeah. it was, it was, <clears> that's good. It's cool. Even if it is something that you know keeps him out this week, I, I think you know they'll be fine with James Starks back there. Yeah. They really seem to trust him. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers was listening to the podcast because we wanted to see Randall Cobb get more volume, and sure enough, he did. He did. Finally. Um, Nine catches for 108 yards, so that's very encouraging going forward. Nelson's seen a ton of targets, but only had four for 36 in the mm-hmm. touchdown. Yep. So thank goodness for the touchdown. I think he's scored in almost every game, hasn't he? He has five touchdowns so far. So I think he scored in every single game that they played. They played no, four games. No, no, no. They, he didn't score at Minnesota. Okay. But he scored in the first one, scored, wait, maybe – I don't know. I think he scored in every game. They've only played four games. Yeah. But oh, well. you said five touchdowns? I looked that up real quick. He's got five touchdowns so far this season. And Devontae Adams, he was solid in this one, five for 85 in the touchdown. He's caught three touchdowns in four games. So Yeah. I mean, you're never going to trust starting, but something to monitor in very deep leagues. Nelson has scored in every game. On every stage. game. Yep. It's going to be hard to keep up. Yeah, I know. I I haven't been in the league, and I'm thinking you're kind of entertaining the idea of selling Hyde. I just don't know what I would get in return because the league I do own him in, everybody wants to lowball you. Yeah. (laughs) True. True. Other than that, not much to talk about in this game. So if it's all right with you, we'll move on to Monday Night Football. Yes, it is all right. Bucks versus the Panthers, and... I'll admit, I didn't watch much of this one. I didn't watch any of it. I watched Monday Night Raw. Yes, it's wrestling. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just saw the matchup in Tampa Bay and Carolina, and I was thinking, yeah. well, no Cam, no Sims. Yeah. I mean, Greg Olson, I figured he'd do all right, but nothing worth watching. Apparently, I was dead wrong yeah. about that. And we'll, we'll start off with Tampa Bay, I guess. And I guess the big guy to mention is Jaquiz Rogers. Yes, he is a big guy. 35 touches and 128 total yards. Crazy. Yeah. And big news came out before this game. Charles Sims to the hour, so mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. Very saddened by that in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. But I don't know if Jacquez is going to be somebody you're going to want to go out and get, spend a priority on this week because they're going into a bye. Mm-hmm. Martin was supposed to miss three around three weeks. He should be back after the bye if that yep. timetable holds true. So this will be the Doug Martin show after he after this bye week. Everyone else in this offense was awful. Except wait, not Mike Evans though. Mike Evans six for eighty nine and a touchdown. So that's solid. Yeah. 
and Winston, from what I read, was all over the place, <laughs> which is becoming the thing with Jameis. So if you're a Jameis owner, that's just kind of what you got to go with. Yeah. It happens. I just love that he's throwing the football everywhere. He's throwing it. That's good. <laughs> the Panthers side of the football, Anderson was nothing special. And I think he had zero touchdowns and two picks. Yeah, he came or he threw up 278 in the air, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the interceptions really killed his fantasy value. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Artis Payne, he shut me up with his 85 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And Whitaker made me look like a fool with his one catch for nine yards. Yes. Yeah, that's a great PPR play. I even said that. Yeah. I had him ranked high 30s in standard score just because I thought he was going to see that much volume in yeah. uh, the pass catch, in the pass game. He didn't. And you already mentioned Greg Olson had a really good game. Nine catches for 181 yards. So mm-hmm. that's great from a tight end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other than that, this was an ugly game. Yeah. Benjamin didn't do anything too great. No. Five for 70. I mean, yeah, you just expect more. Calvin, well, y'all may expect more. I don't expect <laughs> much more from Calvin Benjamin. If there's nothing else to add, let's move on to the fantasy recap. How'd you do in the county? My week five matchup was against a lady who got married this weekend. Shout out to Mal and Zeus. And for your wedding present, I beat you. <laughs> but it, it was very close. Um, Very, very close. I won 128 to 112. Um, Aaron Rodgers did all right. I had Bell in my lineup. I started DeAndre Washington, and he didn't really do anything. Nelson and Thomas bailed me out with touchdowns. Greg Olson had his great game, and Travis Benjamin over 100 yards. And the defense I started was Detroit, who got me seven points, but they were just my streamer from last week. I forgot to find a new streamer, and I can't really be mad about that. But I went against – Layshawn had a real strong game. She had Hopkins find the end zone. Um, luckily, Philip Dorsett didn't decide to have a 60-yard touchdown this week. Zach Ertz, Felder, Carlos Hyde did well. And uh, I, I was up nine going into Monday Night Football. I had Olsen, she had Jaquiz Rogers. So I, I'm just looking at my phone casually, and I just open up the box score, and it's like uh, early in the second quarter, Jaquiz 15 carries for like 60 yards. And I'm thinking to myself, I might lose. But... <laughs> Greg Olson just bailed me out. Nice. Very grateful. I'm now two and three and on my way. I do have a tough matchup this week, though. Nice. I went up against Kirkland, and I really thought I was going to get murdered in this game. Yeah. I was facing the Brady-Gronk stack with Brady coming back. I was like, oh, that's going to be a, a good one. And Jordan Howard, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Crabtree, Steve Smith, I was looking at my matchup, and I did not like it at all. No. And I had a lot of work to do because I've got – I had uh, Mark Ingram, Allen Robinson, and Doug Baldwin on by. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really thought I was going to get destroyed in this one, but I made it close. You did, and you outscored a lot of teams yes, this week. I lost 154 to 150, and it all came down to a – Roberto Aguayo field wheel at the end of the game. That's what won it? Yes. Oh, pretty oh much. that's crazy. Pretty much, because if he would have missed it, it would have knocked him down a little bit, wouldn't it? Uh, get negatives for missed field goals. It was 151.2 at the time. Oh, I may have got beat by .2. You would have got beat by .2. <laughs> but it would have went into overtime, and that defense may have got knocked down because he had Carolina's defense. That's true. So, hey, 
I, I had a fighting chance. Yeah, you did. Going into Monday Night Football, but I knew my fate was sealed whenever Michael Crabtree caught that touchdown. <laughs> I looked at the box score and I was like, Michael Crabtree's getting blanked, and I'm loving it. And I was just sitting there thinking, man, if Zeke keeps on going off, Crabtree gets held out of the end zone, I'm golden. I'm going to pull off this upset. Upset of a century, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah, you made some really great I, streamer plays. I plugged in Brian Hoyer over Matthew Stafford and uh, picked up Sammy Coates and plugged him in. So it was awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. You got 100 points just from those three, Hoyer, yeah. Elliott, and Coates. Yes. And then McKinnon really let you down. McKinnon, Michael Floyd, and Duke Johnson really yeah. killed me. I got uh, eight points out of those combined, so. I put up a fight. <laughs> you did. That's all I can say. That was a, a great fight. And in the WBLZ League, we won 114-79. Awesome. Had Brady, Riddick, and Sammy Coach. That's really all we needed. Those three blew up. And we got big news to report. We capitalized on the... I wouldn't say by a low window because I paid a pretty good price for him, but we traded Matthew Stafford and Doug Baldwin for Lamar Miller and Carson Wentz. So we are set at running back. Yeah. That's for sure. If Beckham can get it going, man, this league is ours. Yeah. Ideally. No disrespect to anybody listening. Belt is coming home (laughs) to the county. And we are the second high scoring team, and we're only short like six points from this. Four and one. Four and one. There's only one undefeated team left. I don't know when we play them. We may have already played them. He's got us, but we're on our way. But let's preview this Thursday night game: the Broncos versus the Chargers. Yep. I'm hoping Simeon returns. This I think week. you will. Uh, he's. I read today he was limited in practice, but he feels pretty good, so he'll likely be in there. Well, I, I'm really liking this matchup for him if he comes back. But I will say the Chargers day. Bosa was getting after the quarterback. Yeah, he was. So, I think he played like 22 snaps and had yeah. two sacks. So he's he's made an improvement for this day, and they're getting after the quarterback now. So it could be a rough day for him, but I expect this line to hold up against him, and he's going to be able to throw the ball to guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, yeah. who I feel are no less than wide receiver two. No, I, I think Demarius Thomas has wide receiver one upside this week yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, he'll definitely be in my top really? four, I think. Both of them have wide receiver upside yeah, each yeah. week. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, I just think Thomas has a greater touchdown upside, which yeah. is what puts him ahead of Sanders, really, in my book. Mm-hmm. And seeing how their uh, rankings are standard scoring as well, PPR would be a little more consideration. But, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ride with CJ, even though he's struggling. Uh, I typically... Once I pair myself with a guy, I ride them until they're absolutely out. Wow. I mean. Well, good luck. Yeah, I know. I know. That's just, that's the fault of me. I mean, I rode Christian Michael for a good year and a half. So, yeah. And then once he starts blowing up, I'm like, nah, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> Not falling for that one. And the boy was I wrong this year. Yeah. Uh, temporary expectations for Phillip Rivers in this passing attack. This Denver defense, they got called out this week. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked Vaughn Miller if he's worried about how offenses are making adjustments to that defense because Atlanta just kind of 
they had a really good day against them. Mm-hmm. And he said, they're not making adjustments. We just ran into a tough matchup with those running backs. They kind of provided a mismatch, and they exploited that. Yeah. So I expect them to come out and hammer the Chargers, to be quite honest. I think Melvin Gordon can have a decent game. Really? Oh, going into this past week, Denver was in the 20s in terms of run defense. So they, they've been able to have the ball ran on them before, and – I'm not saying, you know, Melvin Gordon's going to have a great game on the ground, but mm-hmm. if he finds the end zone on a rushing touchdown, uh, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. What? I mean, I'm, he, he's a low-end running back, too, for me, at the very least. I'm going to keep him there. You got him as a running back, too, a low-end? Yeah, I'm about, yeah. Like in the 20s? Yeah. Melvin Gordon. This week, yes. Wow, I've got him as a low-end running back one. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Denver low-key struggles against the run. Both Coleman and Freeman were running back ones this week. Yeah, but Melvin Gordon has struggled being a running back getting yarded. Oh, that's true I mean, in all of it. He's going to have to get a touchdown to yeah, which, hey. He maybe this, this, this might be the matchup to get him going. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. But that's about it. The tight ends, I've Said they're going to be a headache going forward. Yeah. So I think the same can honestly be said about the wide receivers. If you think yeah. about it, yeah, uh, I don't know who this game really favors <laughs> out of the three. Probably Inman this week. <laughs> Might be Inman. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's just some fourth guy off the bench they're going to bring in, and he has a normal game. Speaking of uh, wide receivers coming off the bench, Cordero Patterson found the end zone. How did we not mention that? He found the end zone. He had like thirty six receiving yards. Yeah. You buying? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm not buying. No. No, not at all. I've been down that road, too. Luckily, he was overdrafted the year that I bought into him. And I didn't own him. I sold him so high after two weeks to the Viking <laughs> fan. It was almost unfair. Actually, it was very unfair. We ended up winning our league because of it. So, I regret nothing. Nice. But that pretty much wraps it up. I've got WWE 2K17 at the house that I need to go play. Nice. So hopefully there's not much editing to do to this episode, which I feel like there is. So be sure to check out the Twitter page. Follow us. We are up to like 410 followers. We're pushing for 500. So follow us and tell your friends to follow us. Anybody that does fantasy, follow us at the County FS. Check out the website rankings. We did a fairly good job last week getting them up on time. Yeah, I just wasn't able to update mine because, uh, you know, I had to work 10 yeah. hours that week, and then Saturday was the wedding, and yeah. Sunday I had to be in at 6. So it just wasn't very good for me. I'm going to try to make more of an effort to get them out or get them to you at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we had a big wedding go down in the county. We had two league members get married. Mm-hmm. Malazos. Yeah. So, uh, once again, big shout out to those guys. Awesome wedding. You didn't even, you, you got to show up to the reception. Yeah, I showed up to the reception. I was going to stay a little longer than I did, but I had a headache and I needed a power nap and the, the DJ was going in, man. And I didn't want to be like, hey, DJ, can you dial this down? <laughs> and I was sacrificing everybody else's fun for me. It's like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go. Did you catch the uncensored song that they played? Uh, yeah, I caught a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, there's children around here. Yeah. <laughs> we got to tone that down. Yeah. I was sitting over there cracking up, and everybody's like, where are you laughing? And I'm like, you don't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was funny. Yeah, it, it was a good time and great food. Whew. 
I didn't get to eat. I'm disappointed. Hey, I, heard, I heard it was fantastic food. I'm sure most of our listeners, or some of our listeners, don't know what Maxi Wings is, but it was oh, yeah. Maxi Wings. I, <laughs> I ate wings, and that was it. <laughs> so I loved it. But big shout out to those guys. Love them to death. Facebook page, like it, County Fantasy Sports. And be sure to go to WBLZsports.com. You can find our show, shows airing every Wednesday, and, or not Wednesday, we have Wednesday, Wednesday and Friday. I'm getting mixed up on my days now. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yeah. I had Columbus Day, so I was off the day. I was, I, I was telling people who I work with, or me and this guy that I work with, they're talking since we're on, you know, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said every day feels like a Monday, and he made the point every day feels like a Wednesday, just because you know, I always have work behind you and I always have work in front of you. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, it's horrible. I can't yeah. wait. I can only imagine. But that wraps it up for us. I'm your host, Hayden Gibson, co-host Jared Chastain. Peace. So then they go and make the match tender power bombs them. And Bill Eadie asked at the time, was like, yeah, we're done. What in the hell did he just do to my partner? Barry Parcells like, I'm, I'm going to become Repo Man. I'm done being demolished. He powerbombed into him into a gimmick change. They then brought in Brian Adams and made Crush. Crush then showed up. Darso became Repo Man. And Tenure went back to put on five-star matches with Kobashi and Kawada. There's the rant of the night. From high spots to low blows, Pomodoro Squared Circle covers all your professional wrestling news, rumors, and more. Check us out right here every Wednesday at 9 p.m. on WBLZ Radio. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404 966 3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing. 404-966-3361. Hi, this is Josh Rimmer. If you want to know all the latest news, scoops, and highlights, including hearing from some of the big names in hockey with some celebrity hockey fans sprinkled in, be sure to join me every Sunday night from 8 to 9 p.m. for the Josh Rimmer Hockey Show right here on WBLZ Sports. We got balls. Eastlake Sports live Sunday mornings with host Craig Goldberger and Andrew Marchetti. It's two hours of sports talk from a fan's perspective. Have an opinion? Join our conversation live. Topics will range from golf and MMA to the major sports such as the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, and get everything in between. We'll cover it all each and every Sunday on the Inscriber Media Network. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740 740- Four three eight seven one seven three. Son of a bitch, Paul, why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! We've got your answers. 
WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. You know, every sport has its own aura about it. For me, it's, it's racing, it's being at the racetrack, where you can hear the roll of thunder that is the engines, the smell of rubber in the air, this passion for racing, it's in my blood. I was born into it. Monday, Monday, join Tyler Jordan and Robin Vandenberg as they cover all things racing with pit reporters spanning the globe. Bump and Run Radio, 630 on WBLZ Sports. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing. 404-966-3361. Welcome to the Root Dog Show. This is Rudy Reyes, and you can hear me now 2 p.m., 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturday only on WBLZsports.com. They love me so much, they want me four days a week. Ah, the privileges. We got big balls! Who's got big balls? We got big balls! And I've got big balls! And she's got big balls! We got big balls! balls! Whether it be your industrial commercial or residential needs gen service is the electrical contractor for you the gen service team has the expertise commitment and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns they have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173 and mention wblz sports you will get a discount that's gen service 740 740- Four three eight seven one seven three. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jay Rose. John Johnson. Psycho Killer, Tomasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. I was running through the six with my wife. Hi, this is Ryan Cook, your host over at Sportscast Radio. Come check us out every Monday night from 10 to midnight on WBLZ Radio. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, 
commercial or residential, Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. What's up, sports fans? You know who this is. This is the coach, Mike Faber, where you can find me on the morning rant, 7 to 9. Are you tired about the same old sports? Are you tired of the way the same old sports hosts talk about sports? Listen, what better way to wake up? Then we yours truly the coach, Mike Faber. If you don't believe me, here's a little bit, a taste, a little bit of flavor in your ear. What we're witnessing is the most dominant tight end to ever play in an era in which, because you guys are bringing up guys that were freakish athletes for tight end positions. Best damn sports doctor is all day, every day, right on WBLC Sports. Morning Rant 7 to 9, yours truly the coach, Mike Faber. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. But there are balls in WBLZ. You're listening to WBLZ Sports, where we've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.